Today, on Soundtrack Alley Spotlight, I'll delve into some great science fiction films to end this series. I'll discuss films like The Book of Eli, Tron Legacy, Super 8, War of the Planet of the Apes, Cloud Atlas, Jupiter Ascending, Rogue One, Valerian, Alita Battle Angel, Mortal Engines, The Last Jedi, Solo A Star Wars Story, and Ready Player One. It's all in this final episode of the history of science fiction and film, and it starts now. I am your host, Randy Andrews. This is part 12 of our series of the history of science fiction and film. We begin today with the Book of Eli. 30 years after war turned the world into a wasteland, a lone warrior named Eli, who is played by Denzel Washington, marches across the ruined landscape carrying hope for humanity's redemption. Only one other man understands the power of what Eli carries, and he is determined to take it for himself. Though Eli prefers peace, he will risk death to protect his precious cargo, for he must fulfill his destiny to help restore mankind. This post-apocalyptic science fiction is at its best. There's action, but really many speculative fiction questions that deals with humanity and their struggle for survival. It's a character study. It has even a filter to it that makes it look almost brown or black at times. It's a must-see film. The score is by Atticus Ross, and he weaves a very modern feel for the film. I hope you like this piece.
Next, I'll discuss Tron Legacy, which some didn't think that it actually did very well. Disney was pleased by it, but it didn't go as far as they wanted it to. It, of course, was the sequel to the 1982 film Tron. The tech is updated. The effects are really mind-blowing, and some of the film elements are very hardcore science fiction at its best. I really love the colors in this film and the way it feels, the modern sensibilities of it and how it's changed over the years. Again, the use of facial recognition with a complete digital character are really astounding and really well formed, specifically Jeff Bridges and how he's made to look very young and he almost looks like a real person. This comes from a long line of films with this capability. There are other films in more recent history that show the facial recognition to be able to be used. We'll talk about one later on. The score by Daft Punk is another score that's way ahead of its time, and it sold more copies of the score than some previous soundtracks that Disney has put out. And it's amazing. It's such a good score, and it's really a fantastic piece. I'd like to present this by Daft Punk from Tron Legacy.
recent history, there's been alien invasion films that have popped up in the past 10 years. Attack the Block, The Darkest Hour, Battle Los Angeles, Battleship, Cowboys vs. Aliens, Ender's Game, Independence Day uh, Retribution, or whatever they called it, (laughs) and many other films. One that stands out, though, presents some nostalgic properties to it. Again, this film is directed by J.J. Abrams, and it was called Super 8. It was very reminiscent and nostalgic in its way it was presented for a person that appreciated Steven Spielberg's way of directing a film. And for all those who felt it similar to E.T. or The Goonies or another film where the key players are children and they're facing a much bigger threat. One of the most unique things about how J.J. Abrams did some of his his films is building suspense and creating the allure that you couldn't quite see the creature from the film until almost the very end of the feature. It was superbly done, and the children in Super 8 acted really well to give a real performance rather than a fake crowd-pleasing one. So notes from Steven Spielberg probably were taken immensely. And again, Michael Giacchino seems to be the resident composer for J.J. Abrams, and he composed the score, so here's some music.
The film franchise that came out in the late 60s was Planet of the Apes. Just last year, War of the Planet of the Apes came out, concluding the three-movie prequel series for a franchise that went six movies originally and a TV series. This whole prequel series showed how the apes gained intelligence and how they developed their own language and religion. The virus that overtook the planet changed the environment and also changed how people were received from a society of apes. I think this film series is really wonderful and needed to be discussed. Michael Giacchino honestly should have won an Oscar for the film score that he presented with War of the Planet of the Apes. And here is a suite of music from that film.
There are a couple films I'd discuss today that are from the Wachowski siblings. First, I'll discuss Cloud Atlas. It's truly an epic science fiction film. You really have to pay attention to the different storylines and see how they connect, or even don't connect. There's issues of redemption, love, betrayal, conspiracy, seeking the truth, harboring greed, seeing what's important, and appreciating truly excellent film scores. There's romances, there's central madness, and science fiction elements that move the story forward with new elements never thought possible. It asks very good questions for a science fiction film. What do all these connections mean? Are they even connected? Is life just a simple race? Do we work hard to do the right thing? What takes our energies? See? <laughs> totally good questions to ask in a science fiction film. I hope you enjoyed this excellent suite of music by Johnny Klemek and Reinhold Hale.
Films that were highly advanced for science fiction included films like Ender's Game, originally written by Orson Scott Card. This book was brutal and showed the true nature of manipulation, control, lack of emotion, and so many more emotions. It won a Hugo Award and in the film, which I've not really seen, but I wanted to mention it, that some of these elements for the book were brought out. Another movie from a book is John Carter, which was really loosely based upon The Princes of Mars by Edgar Rice Burroughs. I'm not going to discuss this film very much because the book series is so much better for the worlds of science fiction. Read it and enjoy it. Lockout and Prometheus are two other films that we could say that are mediocre. Um, great deal of action, but not much as story as you might have wanted. Another film I'd like to discuss from the Wachowskis is Jupiter Ascending. This has a very fantastic opus for the beginning of the film, which gives us its grand and wondrous scale. And the film is a very science fiction blended with like Japanese influence. The film's story is essentially a pauper to prince story, but switching genders. A woman is the main focus of the story, and it turns the normal tropes on its ear and changes the goal of the film. The woman comes of age, gets swept up in this alien culture she knew nothing about, and almost marries a man bound for universal domination. The computer effects are brilliant in this movie. The colors are divine. The score by Michael Giacchino is very influential. And I hope you enjoy this suite and see how this film can be one to see and appreciate with the focus of science fiction.
a film I wanted to mention with sheer brilliance at having a role played by a dead guy highlights the film so much that it blows your mind. Rogue One, a Star Wars story, changed some elements of the Star Wars saga with having every main character die so that no one shows up in the actual rest of the films. The main reason I wanted to bring this film up is Peter Cushing, who played Grand Moff Tarkin. Now, Peter Cushing is, of course, dead, and was dead even when Rogue One was made, but the computer-generated version of Cushing was amazing and so impressive that some thought that the man hadn't died and he was able to reprise his role. Some of us, more informed, realize it was a computer character and they got his voice dead on, pardon the pun, and his reactions and facial expressions correct. This was the most notable effect in the history of science fiction thus far. So notable that I honestly hope it's used more often. Here's a piece of music from Rogue One, a Star Wars story by Michael Giacchino.
We've mentioned before the sheer brilliance of the fifth element. Now, years later, Luke Besson hands, hands us another try uh, with the French property known as Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. It's, this film is also very epic in nature, and it focuses on the advancement of human technology, the sharing of resources, the negotiation with aliens, maintaining the peace, and even disciplining those who violate the treaties of peace. The wonderful colors and expressions of characters in this film is utterly overwhelming. The science fiction of the film really shows speculative thinking. Also, looking at the other realities and their effect on our universe. I have to include this film in our discussion, and so I'd like you to listen to the fantastic music that Alexander Desplat did as he fills our world with a wonderful sensation of enjoyment and luster through this amazing science fiction.
I'm going to mention two films that were very much alike in nature, simply because they originated in Japan. I can play two cues from them and show they earn a place in the science fiction world. Alita, Battle Angel, and Ghost in the Shell, the live-action movie. Alita is far better with the movie being much better represented from the manga, whereas Ghost in the Shell seems to be compiled from three different types of things. First, the animated movie, then the animated series, then another animated series that took place after that, and they shoved everything together. It didn't really translate well to film. Alita is pure delight. It represents the science fiction world with cyborgs, epic fights, giant robots that could bring down a tiny person. You should at least see Alita, Battle Angel, and appreciate how it keeps the purity of science fiction and the quirky weirdness of Japanese thinking. I really love this film, and I want to buy it when I get a chance. After contemplating it, I will only play one piece of music from Battle Angel um, by Junkie XL, otherwise known as Tom Holgenberg. I hope you enjoy it.
I would be remiss if I didn't mention Mortal Engines. I can really appreciate Mortal Engines for its storytelling and great world building that's another part of science fiction that doesn't get touched on very often. There are great fantasy films built up upon the world building premise. Mortal Engines keeps its focus on steampunk science fiction and giant epic worlds with lush characters that could have easily been flushed out for so much more than just one movie. Sadly, we may never see a sequel to this film. I really like how the world was built upon, how there's so much to it, and yet it's depressing to think that we won't get anything else. And the sad truth is that superhero films have overtaken the screen with overblown worlds, and of course, (laughs) I'm not going to talk about it much in this episode. That'll be a topic for another time. So listen to an overture by Tom Holkenberg from Mortal Engines, and I hope you can appreciate it.
Science fiction continues to progress and change. Sometimes we get a film that carries a name that's so well-known and vastly the majority of the public snob it and feel that it's terrible. While others can truly appreciate the science fiction aspect of it and look at it objectively giving us greater wants for more science fiction films. And it can really stir our imagination. The film I mention is Star Wars The Last Jedi as well as Solo, a Star Wars story. These films are wonderful in the Star Wars universe, and Solo was so fun to watch and enjoy. I can't share how these films changed science fiction, but it did propel things forward and show the appreciation of fun, even in science fiction films, rather than giving us the dark and gritty worlds that many are used to. I hope you appreciate these two cues I can present here. First, The Battle of Crate from The Last Jedi by John Williams and Remnants Therapy from Solo, A Star Wars Story by John Powell. Enjoy.
sadly, we've come down to not another end of Soundtrack Alley Spotlight, but also the end of the series for the history of science fiction and film. I'd like to thank Alexander Shebel for composing Soundtrack Alley's theme music. Find his work at xanderscores.com. Lastly on the show today, I'd like to discuss briefly my feelings toward Ready Player One. It's a wonderful film for showing essentially most of the movie as animation. It also shows the utter decay of human society if left unchecked. How do people live in a world where there's nowhere else to go? Do people travel to monuments of natural history still? Do people even look at nature or even be awed by it? Are people only obsessed with video games and lust after riches? These are some of the deep-seated questions in the film that are dealt with, and it really shows how important it is to value our real lives rather than those of a virtual world. Alan Silvestri composes some of the best science fiction world-building music with wonderful themes and even love themes woven throughout the score. I recommend to all to see this film for the pure nostalgic trip down memory lane. The book may be a little different from it, but to close the show, I'll play the last suite of music for this series. And yes, there will be an ever-growing number of science fiction films, and perhaps I will tackle those sometime. So you can find me through SoundtrackAlley.com and email me at SoundtrackAlley at gmail.com. You can check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can check out the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and not on Google Play. But anyway, you can find it there. The links will be in the show notes. Enjoy this suite, and until next time, happy listening.
Thank you for listening to Soundtrack Alley Spotlight. I hope you've enjoyed it, and if you're on iTunes, please rate and review the show. It really helps Soundtrack Alley Spotlight get noticed. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Soundtrack Alley. If you are an Apple podcast, please give the show a five-star rating. Check out the content over at SoundtrackAlley.com, as well as Cinematic Sound Radio, where most of my new material is posted. If you have a comment, question, or concern, please email me at SoundtrackAlley at gmail.com.